Trading Nut, episode 17. The day that you become an independent thinker and you don't care what anybody else thinks or says, that is the day that your trading is going to start to go through the roof. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to... The first real episode of 2019. So glad that you're here listening to the podcast. Now, look, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to it. If you haven't left a review, make sure you leave a review. Pause the episode now. Go off and do that right this second. Now, we've got Chris Laurie up on the show in just a few minutes. It's a fantastic interview. A guy, a trader that I've been looking to get on the show for a long time. I'm so glad that I managed to get him on. And I know a lot of you are eagerly waiting to hear this interview. Uh, I first heard of Chris through um, another guy who's been on the show. He's my own mentor, Andre Stewart. And uh, and he sung his praises through the roof. So I'm so glad to get on get Chris on the show. And I guarantee the show is definitely not going to be a disappointment. So guys, listen right to the very end because there's nuggets in here. You probably want to replay this a few times. It's like a summary of somebody's lifetime of trading experiences condensed down into less than an hour. Okay, so it's coming up in just a second. Now, before we get into it, New year, new you, that sort of thing. Does that ring bells? Well, look, you know, different things happen around the holidays. You you hear from different people, you see different things, you're, you're out of your routine, you're, you're with family, you're with friends, you're, you're doing different things. Now, where I where I live, it's it's summertime, it's hot, so I end up going to the beach like five or six times and, um, and spending a lot more time with my family, so my family's out from the Australia, and one of the things my brother, my brother got me onto which I'm thinking of doing. I'm very, very serious about doing this, and I want to know if you guys want to come on board and join me in this as well. It's something he's been doing for the last year. Now, it's called, uh, it's called, it's basically called fasting. Okay, so, but it's not fasting, fasting, fasting where you are like not eating for days on end. The way he does it is, is like it's almost like an intermittent, intermittent. Um, extended fast okay so an intermittent extended fast which means you basically miss out on breakfast and lunch and so you only have dinner and then on the weekend you do whatever you want so it's five days where you're basically and the reason to do it is to heal yourself okay not necessarily to um to lose weight but you will indirectly lose weight you'll feel better apparently he says mentally he's just so switched on by the time the afternoon rolls around and he has these amazing sleeps. So guys, if you want to be switched on by the time the afternoon rolls around, feel like you've got lots of energy, get a lot of sleep, heal yourself at the same time, then leave a comment in the show notes. So head over to the website, leave a comment, let me know. And um, it's the book's called The Complete Guide to Fasting. If you want to join me in a fast, or at least try and do this for a period of time, then leave a comment and 
let's just let's do this, okay? I mean, because one of the things he got me into doing it was he cooked up this pizza last night, and I've got to say it was it was a really really nice pizza, but he did the base, um, and it was called a fat face pizza, okay? A fat face pizza, and the base was zero carbs, okay? A zero carb base. Um, and this was because he was doing this ketone diet back in in the beginning of last year, and he moved on to the fasting thing. So, um, some interesting stuff here, guys. Just let me know if you want to join in. Leave a comment in the in the show notes, and um, and maybe I'll put a little note in there to remind you as well when you head over to the website. And there'll be links in the description as well. Right now, that's my little interlude. Let's uh, quickly talk about some other things that are going on here at Trading Nuts. So. Uh, as you know, I've got the Robot Traders Club, where I've got basically every month I'm releasing a new trading robot to the members. If you want to find out more about that, I'm, I've got some little videos up on YouTube that give you a hint as to what what's sort of going on. I mean, I just like I get these daily statements, and I'm I'm sort of trying to share them where I can and when I've got time. But like today, for example, um, this one robot I've got running, and it's one of the newer ones. It's one, two, three. Let's have a count. One, two. Three, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven trades in a row. Okay, on that one day, and it won every single trade. Um, so look, I'm 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 pretty bullish on this one. I'm pretty bullish. And the day before, it was something like a ninety percent win rate. And the day before that, when I did the actual video up on YouTube, it was like a ninety-two percent win rate. Um, and the risk to reward is a bit different from what. You know, it's not a standard straight risk to reward, but there are some really massive, you know, three to one um, trades, and then there are some where it's not that. Okay, so it's it's just the way the strategy works on that particular robot. There's other robots, and they come through with with their statements, and and they're starting to tick along, but they're not placing as many trades as eleven or twelve in a day. So, guys, um, check that out, Robot Traders Club. There's an actual guide on a free guide that I've put up on the website as well. So, if you head over there to tradingnut.com, you'll find that guide there, and you can download that, have a read through, and learn a bit more about trading robots as well. Um, we've also just kicked off the Edu Trading uh, Demo Trading, sorry, Demo Trading Edu Contest. I should have chosen an easier name for this um, with Gary Fullett. So if you guys want to check that out, I think you can still get in the door, even though the actual education part has started. There's, it's all recorded, so you can actually dive in there and pick that up um, now. But once the contest starts, which is in less than two weeks then that's where you'll be competing against the other students to win your tuition back and a little bit of cash as well. So, guys, there's one last thing before we get into the show. Um, I, If you don't know, if you're new to trading now, if you, this is the first time you're listening to it or if you've listened to the last few episodes and you're liking what you're hearing and you want to hear more, then you can actually fast track a lot of your learning by jumping onto the site and you'll see that I've got the 52 Trader podcast up there as well and there's 150 something episodes and you can actually now buy and i made it so that you can buy individual episodes okay so individual episodes are up there for sale so if you just want to pick a trader that you want to hear a bit more from you want to learn something from you want to um you want to take some knowledge away from then you can basically go on there and for a very low price less than ten dollars you can actually pick up that episode and get the show notes, which some of them include videos, some of them include marked up charts, and um, and you get access to that. And if you want, if you do want, you can actually, for a one-time fee, buy the entire 52 Traders podcast, okay? So if you want that for a one-time fee, that's there as well. Now, I've made that available in the last few days. All right, folks, um, let's 
I think it's time to introduce Chris, get him on the show, and um, and hear how this guy does what he does. All right, guys, without further ado, here we go, Chris Laurie. All right, folks, so here we are on Trading Up. We've got Chris Laurie on the show. I, I actually can't believe I've got you here, Chris. It's, um, I think I reached out to you a couple of years ago for, uh, the first time, and I'm glad we finally managed to, to um, lure you onto the show. So how are things over there in Singapore? Um, uh, fantastic. Singapore is a great place, and uh, I enjoy being here. I spend probably, uh, I guess, maybe a little bit less than half my time here now. So I go between Singapore and uh, and uh, the States or North America. Oh, really? Uh, these days. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, half your time uh, there. Last time, rhythm. last time I was there, was um, I, I got stranded there for a day in transit, and I actually I screwed up my flights. I thought I was supposed to leave at eight thirty in the morning, and I thought, oh great, I've got three hours to kill. And it was eight thirty at night. I even got through like the first couple of gates, and, and the guy's like, "Hang on a sec, mate, you're you're not on this flight." I'm going, "Oh, is that why the number was wrong by like one?" Um, and I was like, "Oh, great, okay, I've got a t-shirt, jeans, and it's thirty five degrees with like a hundred percent humidity. I've got to spend the whole day here." Yeah. Um, yeah. I got through. It was good fun, actually. Enjoy, enjoy your time sweating if you step outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, right. So, uh, I've, look, I tell you what. Why, why I wanted to get you on the show so badly was because we've had a couple of your um, students on here who are actually like really successful in terms of what they've been doing, and and I thought, mm-hmm. look, you know, if the students have been successful, that the master must be unbelievable. So, so be, it's great to get you on the show finally, and um, and hear what you hear your story first, and then you know give the the listeners some advice. They're really looking forward to this interview. Great, it's a pleasure to be here. I I, I appreciate you having me. So let's um let's kick in with uh, a bit about how you first got into trading and um and your journey up I mean really want to hear about the journey that you took and the detail around you know turning points for you which I, I mean I've seen a lot of your videos but I, and I've heard the general story but I don't know if I've sort of got into the what was the turning point and when did things really start to click Okay so maybe some of the um maybe some of what I say here we might end up revisiting further on in the interview but uh uh really i i you know i grew up in a family where uh, there's eight kids and my father taught us to be financially prudent we had to you know uh finance our own things at depending on how old we were we had to finance our own things up to a certain percentage of whatever it was we wanted so it taught us uh you know mindfulness of of uh, money management and then also uh, also to be resourceful to, in order to go out and, and, and earn the money and, and basically you know it was formative of our of our uh, ethic in terms of uh, how we valued money and then as I got into my teens I uh, became a little bit more interested in you know the mutual funds started coming out and I just became a little bit more interested in investing and then uh, as I got into you know, you know my later teens and my 20s my early 20s I started following the equities market a lot more closely back then we didn't have internet and all that so we'd open up the newspaper and check stock quotes and so forth and and see how much we were losing uh, at the time and um you know because when you first start out trading uh, it's, it's it's a bit of a rough go and uh and so i was uh, really quite uh profoundly interested in uh trading and in the financial markets but of course i was also in a sport career and so uh, i decided to uh, maintain my sport career 
because I figured, well, at some point in time, my body is going to expire and I'm not going to be able to uh, engage in these types of experiences any longer. That will come to an end. And so, uh, whereas anything, you know, work-related or, or academic is, is something that I can always can always do at a later time. So I continued with my sport career until I was 35 years old. But in the interim, I was uh, continually studying the financial markets uh, in general and just dabbling a little bit. And and then I retired at the age of 35, again, after my fourth uh, Olympic Games. And at that point, I did have a few options to work for some institutions, but more or less you know, just on the sales side in terms of investment advising. And I'm not very good at sales, so uh, I figured, you know, it probably wasn't a role for me. And uh, I also felt that uh, I operated fairly well independently. And um, so I started to engage in trading. And then I I saw that uh, foreign exchange and online trading foreign exchange was emerging. This was in 1998, 1999. And so I began to study the foreign exchange market and began uh, trading a lot more actively in uh, 2000, 2001. And it just went from there. I linked up with a mentor in 2002 uh, who really pulled things all together for me in terms of, uh, in terms of research and really becoming intimate with the market structure and price behavior. And he, he, so he was able to uh, uh, trim up all of the loose ends uh, as it pertains to defining your psychological profile as it relates to trading and how to best lean yourself out, your, your, you know, your, 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 your mind, how you think, the processes, the development process, he just refined it all to a point where uh, um, I was able to, 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 to marry my psychological profile to um, a, a specific type of trading. And uh, to me, that was, that was a, real, a real turning point for me. And from there, things really began to accelerate. Uh, as well with him, we managed some funds together. Um, he's just, he's, if people are wanting to know his name, he's an underground trader, uh, independent guy and we just we just came together and so he can't be found nor would he want his name disclosed but but uh it was a phenomenal uh, uh point and uh support base for me in the, in the critical years in the early stages and so so the um the study you did before the mentor i mean how did you find that was that sort of did that set you up or was the mentor that the one that tipped you over the edge how did that work yeah so uh, i think that Anybody who has an interest in trading, they'll, of course, start out with doing some research online and try to access as much free information and available information as possible. And it's, it's fairly randomized at the start. And this is normal for everybody, is, is I, call it the, I call it the discovery phase. And, um, and, so, uh, and they tend to run around after you know, looking for things that are simple or looking for concepts that they can... Uh, grasp right off at the start, even though it's not something, it's not, it's not in flow with how they think or how their psychological profile uh, uh, operates. Um, so I think that every trader goes through this, and and it's a part of the of the overall development process. And so I did uh, I did this for 
uh, you know, like probably a shorter period than most, but like six months or so before I really started to take to uh, price behavior and uh, price action. Uh, although there were still some, of course, some loose ends there, but but that's so that's that's the way it was for me. It was it was probably no different than anybody who's listening to this program. And then I was able to uh, see it more clearly because also what my mentor had done was he really really put me through the grind in terms of uh, uh, intensity of exercise and very focused. Uh, look at certain certain details of the market, which we can discuss um, uh, if you like. So, um, but in, in general terms, that's you know you go through the discovery phase, uh, you look at what's available in the marketplace, you decide what might connect with your with the way you think, and then you kind of start to refine it from there. And, and so, just uh, painting the picture of this relationship you had with the mentor. I mean, how how close were you with him, and how many years? I mean, were you like spending eight hours a day with the guy or were you just sort of tap, you know, touching base now and again? How intensive was it? We, it was pretty intense. We were in different parts of the world, uh, but it was about a two-year period. And uh, he was, you know, he's, he's a very bright guy. And uh, what we would do is we would break down specific aspects of price behavior. So, uh, so he would give me assignments. He would say, here's a price behavior. Now, I want you to go through, um, you know, X number of months of charts and pick out this price behavior. And I want you to pick out the price behavior and look at it at different time levels. And so, so looking at one specific item, and literally till, you know, till your eyes are bleeding, and uh, we would do it for, you know, days on end. And then once we, once we refined our understanding of that price behavior, then we would start to use it in the trading uh, profile, but a lot of them, you know, you just discard as well. So, so, but the ones, the price behaviors that you discard or that are not of any use are still actually of use to you from an internal standpoint because now you know that uh, 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 this price behavior, if it's expressing itself in a certain way, you know that that uh, uh, the information it's providing you with is is not of value. Right. Yeah. So, so because, for example, in Pro Traders Club, what I do is I will uh, define certain price behaviors. I will have the members uh, go through it and by through the course of exercises, so that their so that their brain can connect with market behavior and specific market behaviors. And so you'll go through you'll go through these exercises. Then you'll have uh, call it call it uh, negative outcome, positive outcome, and neutral outcome, okay? So when you go through an experience with a price behavior, and, and all of you who are listening, you've all been through it with whatever model you're applying or whatever tools you're applying, you've all been through negative outcome, positive outcome, uh, and neutral, okay? Um, so the negative outcomes uh so, so if you've got a sample size of like 100 or 200 exercises with a certain price behavior, then the negative outcomes have been internalized in your brain, and you now will have a relationship with that negative outcome. So you know when that negative, when that type of price behavior is expressing itself in a negative way, you know to stay away from it. Or if you're looking to get into a trade and you see this behavior you know to stay away from that trade or that or that aspect represents risk to that 
trade. So, um, so when you go through the course of these exercises, you're literally internalizing uh, market structure and market behavior. So the point I think I want to make here is that it's very, very, very specific, and you have to go through the process. So I liken it to this, is that because I want listeners to really understand what I'm saying here. So, uh, uh, for example, you know, I went through 15 years in uh, Olympic sport, and so I established processes. And the processes were so highly refined. And the processes when I was in my 15th year were far, far different from those from my first year, second year, third year. It got better and better and better over time. So after the end of 15 years, um, I was so uh, deep in my understanding of processes in terms of establishing a positive outcome that it lives inside of me. So then I just adapted, and this is one of the things my mentor helped me to do, is adapt that experience into trading. And so what I'm saying to people who are listening is that you all have been through a process of having succeeded at something. So you started at point A where you knew little or nothing about that which you were about to venture, venture into. Then you engaged, you started the learning process, and then you, you, you had a general path uh, on which you were going to follow to achieve uh, uh, your goal within that discipline. And you engaged in a process, and then you, you, know, you achieved success in the end. So everyone has been through this. And so it's important to understand, reflect on and understand uh, uh, how that process went. And then you can apply it to trading. And I find what happens is that um, there's two really important factors in trading is that one, um, I see some highly, highly skilled people come into trading, but they're not patient enough to, to engage in due process. So, so it's, I find it uh, a shame and it's wasteful because I see people wanting to jump the gun, but they don't want to take the time out to build a proper foundation upon which they can move forward. This is why a lot of traders are looking for copy me systems. They want to just see what another trader does and try to do exactly the same thing and then therefore it will be successful. It doesn't work that way because the trader who is sharing this information with you has probably gone through, uh, has probably has a very, very broad and deep foundation upon which they're making their decisions and a lot of experience behind it where if you have no experience and you try to copy what somebody else does, your entire lack of experience represents risk to you. Um, so, um, so the point here is that, is that uh, you've all been through a process of going from point A to point B and succeeding, and you need to understand that and, and apply that to trading and have the patience to, to go through the proper process. So uh, one, one other point I want to make that I think is really important is that uh, wherever we go on the Internet, we read about one has to have a trading plan. But that is getting ahead of yourself. So when you get into trading, even if you've been in it already, let's say, you know, a year, two years, three years, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what risk is risk to you. What is lacking in the trading space in terms of bringing traders to the true fruition of being uh, being a trader that, that, you, that the trader lives inside of you 
is that they don't engage in a development process. And someone who's mentoring them, really understanding the development process, bringing them through the development process so that they really understand uh, market structure and the tools that they're using to trade at a deep level. And once you, once you work through that, uh, uh, then, and the trader develops inside you, you can never take that away. If you're just trying to copy what somebody else does and it doesn't work, then you're really left with nothing. So um, it's important that you, that, and, and you've all, again, you've all been through something in your life where you've gone through the proper process, you've succeeded at it, now that experience can never, ever, ever be taken away and you understand, uh, you understand uh, it in detail. So it's important to have a very clearly defined development process. And so what we do in Pro Traders Club is we say, look, here's the price behavior. We know that this price behavior manifests itself in this way. And this is why we have consistent outcomes as it pertains to this price behavior. So now we need you to learn it. We need to marry your brain to this price behavior. And so the reason why it's important to go through the exercise is because if person A goes through exercises on that price behavior, they're going to do it in, in the way that their brain thinks and the way that their brain sees things. Person B, they're going to engage in the exercises the way that their brain, which is unique to them and different from any other, the way that their brain sees it and the way that their brain engages and the way that their brain internalizes it to their uh, um, character makeup. So each individual is gaining, a, regardless of who you are, you're gaining a profound experience in connection with price behavior that becomes uniquely your own. And so therefore, therefore the, the trading is becoming your own. So um, uh, the, so you asked me earlier about like, like call it breakthrough points. Yeah. Um, I had like, there's a couple of breakthrough points, but the one absolute distinct breakthrough point is that the day that you stop leaning on somebody else telling you what to do, is the day that you become an independent thinker and you've built that knowledge base through proper procedure, the day that you become an independent thinker and you don't care what anybody else thinks or says, that is the day that your trading is going to start to go through the roof. Okay? You can't wake up to one day and say, today I'm going to be an independent thinker. What happens is over time, over time you develop such a profound knowledge base that you're like, um, I'm finding that my own instincts are far, far, far uh, uh, more accurate and more consistent than what anybody else in this chat room is telling me, what anybody else on these blogs are telling me, what any other you know, supposed guru is telling me. This is uniquely my own, and now... Uh, I don't, you know, really, you, you can still use resources. Um, we still need to access resources to get a general tone of what's going on in the marketplace, of course. Um, but when you make the decisions all on your own with parameters that you've created, um, then that's the day that your trading really starts to skyrocket and become consistent and it becomes profoundly your, your own. Uh, that's a very, very important point uh, to arrive at. So if somebody tells me, I'm a break-even trader, um, then I'm like, you're almost there because even being a break-even trader 
you, you, it's, it's a sign of, of your own independent thought. And that you've got the, your, and that you've got, you know, things under control. So, um, but I'd say that's, that's, you know, that's, it's critical to bring yourself to that point. It's interesting you say that. So last night I, I watched a video where there was a guy who just, uh, I was lucky enough to watch it, um, who walked through his system and something he'd come up with himself uh, and was, was doing very well from. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I see it. I can understand I can understand it. But mentally I just doesn't, I don't resonate with it. And woke up at 6 o'clock this morning and spent, two hours um marking up charts and instead of just marking them up and and you know mentally going okay this is this is how it entered the trade i I thought right i'm going to actually write this down and i came up with Mm -hmm. six or seven potential setups across the course of a couple of Mm -hmm. sessions and i I mean i don't know if i'm feeling pretty confident because this is this is my sort of culmination of um you know a few years worth of education and trial and error and and whatnot and um i feel like now i've you know this is what i've developed and I, and this is how i see it not how this guy sees it but i can still see what he sees yes. but i'm just just not for yes. me if you know what i mean correct exactly exactly so um because you can still extract value from the teachings and sometimes it's just a lot of it is just a way of thinking understanding their way of thinking whereas the actual tools that you're using you know, maybe, uh, um, you know, you see some value there in terms of how they see the market, but then just apply that tool to, to, to the markets as it pertains to your way of thinking. Yeah. And it, it's, I think it's, it's hard for us humans to, to really grasp that concept. And, and uh, even to the point where it's like, how do you go from wanting to, you know, just copy me approach to, I'm going to develop my own thing that that even for mm-hmm. most people just takes a long time to grasp. Um, yeah. And is yeah. there, have you, you got know, a, have you got a hack for that? Is there a simple way or, or something you can uh, recommend? Y- yes. So, so one of the things that, that I do with the students is we retrain their brain. So I will give them specific exercises. So let's say for example, uh, you're watching, let's say you're intraday trading, you've got your chart opened up, maybe you've got a 15-minute chart opened up, and you see that price is that that in your brain, you're thinking, geez, you know, I think uh, maybe it's going to rally. And I'm thinking, and I'm speaking in a very, you know, simplistic, simplistic uh, way in terms of how a new trader, a new retail trader might be thinking. And so they look at price and maybe they got a few parameters laid out there and they think, you know, I think it's going to rally. And so, so then price, you know, over some period of time, it starts to rally or show hints of rallying. And then it, and then they're like, as it, as the more it starts to rally, the more they think they're thinking that, yes, it's going to rally. Okay. This is, this is how, um, you know, newer traders think. Then once it really starts to rally, then they're like, see, I knew it would rally. Therefore, I was right. So I'm going to enter the market now. Meanwhile, let's move 20 pips away from, you know, its original, uh, uh, you know, its original state. And the trader will enter. And then, of course, it usually ends up badly. And so what we do is, is we 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 retrain how the trader thinks which is typically 
contrary to what the brain naturally desires, okay? So we want to train the brain so that uh, it becomes more comfortable with price behavior uh, where previously you became very uncomfortable. So, so we're actually like just really completely changing uh, how the brain sees market behavior. So, I mean, as a general example, um, the way we take long-term positions is that when the pendulum is swinging, and let's say, for example, one might think, well, you know, all of this fundamental information comes out explaining why the euro is rallying. So, so, so uh, as the euro is rallying and all of the uh, fundamentals and the data support why it should be rallying and the more market conversions they have and the more and more and more this builds up um, to the point where, you know, the broader marketplace believes the euro should be rallying and it should rally further, that's when we're starting to sell. So it's really typically con typically quite contrary to, to uh, the existing uh, market mindset at that time. And so while we do it on long-term time frames, I also do it on short-term time frames. So when the market is uh, moving in one direction, I'm looking for points. So if, if we, okay, if we want to uh, break it down to uh, how does the intraday model work? So the way my intraday model would work is I am a, I am a purely price action based trader for the intraday model. So what I will do is, is, and you may see on some, even in the videos in the free members area, which only is really a wisp of vapor of the content, but you'll see that the way things are explained there as price is rising, the, the state of liquidity around price and why it's moving and where it's moving to is changing. So as price is rising, it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And I'm looking for a point at which uh, there's deemed to be a liquidity pool. So there would be a pocket of liquidity there. Um, you can't necessarily see it. I mean, you can if you understand the charts uh, uh, in a certain way, but you can see the liquidity exists there. So I'm, I'm looking for a weak move into a pocket of liquidity where there's going to be strength. So I'm looking for the reaction off of that level. So as price is rising, uh, um, I'm looking to sell when others are looking to buy. <laughs> okay. right. So, so you know, in, in simple terms, that's that's kind of what it looks like. So, with a lot of with most folks, we have to retrain how they how they uh, think and how they see price, but um, but what happens is is we engage them, and then as they start to see outcomes, they're like, wow. So their brain actually changes around how they think about certain price behaviors, so it becomes completely reversed, okay? Um, and, and, and so, so that's, that's effectively how we, you know, trade in our, the intraday model. So, um, so we have... When I say we, uh, I have you know, one trading partner, and um, it's never just an I. So, so, and life, life is never just an I. Yeah. But um, uh, so, what I do is, we understand price behavior at its deepest level, and there's a couple of you know basic videos in the free members area 
there and um, that you can see. So we understand price behavior at a basic level. And so what I do with traders, because some traders might come to you and say, look, I want to be a intraday trader. Some might say I want to be a swing trader. Others are, I want to be a position trader. So in our models, I'm using the exact same execution and parameters for the long-term positions as I am for the short-term positions. And here's how that works. So when we study price behavior on the small time frames and we go down to, you know, like tick charts and we call it T5, which is like five ticks in a, in a bar um, and one minute charts. And so uh, I get traders to understand price behavior as it relates to the order flow and what's happening in the banks and in the, the interbank feed and how that's delivered to you and what that what you're seeing on your chart and, and really exactly why you're seeing what you're seeing in terms of the price relationships because it all it's all very geometric. Okay, it's all it's all it all makes sense. So um, so then we train them to understand price at its deepest level and one might say, well I just want to be a position trader. So here's how Here's why it's important is you're getting a really in-depth understanding of price behavior. You're connecting with price behavior on the smaller time frames, one minute, five minute, then 10 minute, 15 minute. And you can see the exact same price behaviors uh, express themselves on the 15 minute chart as the hour chart, four hour daily. It's just the, the tempo and the time duration over which the price is expressing itself is different. The tempo is obviously much longer for longer time frames. So, um, so I'm literally so, so so the way we trade is scalable. So I'm taking the exact same type of entries uh, and entry type of parameters on an intraday trade that might last five minutes to maybe a few hours. I'm using the same execution parameters on a daily chart for trades that may last several months or longer. Um, and uh, so it's just the understanding of price behavior is scalable. So when you put in the time and internalize the price behavior, then you can scale it because what will happen is, is, is some days, for example, I'll be in front of the charts and I'm like, I've got a good rhythm. I've got good concentration. I've got a good connection with price. I'm going to make a few trades today. And it might be, you know, maybe it's just two days that week because I'm now I'm now I'm kind of, I don't want to say semi-retired, but you know, I'm—I don't have the same pressures uh, on myself that I put on myself some years ago. Right. Um, so I, so I'm a little bit more casual in some sense. But uh, so uh, the days that I'm in rhythm, I'm executing in a certain way. Whereas some days doesn't really matter. I'm just managing the longer-term positions, just watching price, checking out the fundamental flow, and just you know, just just staying connected to the market. Um, so, uh, but once you once you internalize this price behavior, when you're when you're when you are focused on the shorter time frames, you will internalize the price behavior at a much faster rate. So, what a lot of developing traders will do is they'll say, "Okay, give me a plan. I'm going to step one, step two, step three. I'm going to execute it, and then I'm just going to sit on the trade and sit and watch the market until it either goes with me or against me, or you know." whatever might happen um, or you fall asleep. <laughs> so, so um, now what, what I do with our traders is I say, look, 
if you've only got one hour a day or two hours a day, we can put you to work during that time period. So we're going to give you some exercises so that you are connecting with price and you are working and you are focused and you're actually producing something every minute you are in front of the charts right. as opposed to just, as opposed to just sitting there waiting for something to happen because someone gave you a three-step approach to trading. It makes no sense whatsoever. So we put them to work and because everybody's in different time zones and everybody has a time zone complaint. Um, so, so, you know, the 24 hour uh, aspect of the FX market is, you know, it's good, but it's not good in a lot of ways. So, um, so we want you to make full use of your time while you are in front of the computer and we will give you exercises and you will be internalizing price behavior, whatever uh, time it is that you are available to sit in front of the charts. So you're actually producing something, you're growing, you're developing, you're seeing things more clearly and, um, and so there's, there's a measurable change the time that you've invested in front of the in front of the charts that makes sense yeah so it's, i mean it, it you're giving them that attachment and um and with that attachment comes the change makes perfect sense yes so so um because, let's get the more you exercise the, the more the more clear things things become so you start seeing stuff yeah. on charts you never ever saw before of course yeah. um let's let's get some of the um some of this can we get some of the stats around your intraday trading just so that to give the guys a feel for like, you know, if you're going to sit down and, at, across a, a session or a day, I mean, you, you said today, um, you know, you need to get get going before market open. Do um, do you want to give the, the, the traders some stats uh, like around uh, how long your trades would run for and, um, you yes. know, winning percentages and risk to reward ratio? I think they, they, they might find that useful. Yes. So um, the other thing that I, I think is important to point out is that, um, a trader, so when you start trading, you can start out with maybe like a, a standardized, what we call a risk model. So, um, okay, so what happens is, is you go through, you, you engage in the development process. As a result of the development process, you will, your trading plan will formulate over, over, over consistencies that you see. And when you start to identify consistencies, then you start to identify trades. Okay, and so you go from exercises to finding high probability type trades that you keep seeing over and over again. You trade a little bit of money, and you trade a little bit more money, in, and then you just you're just trading on that one type of trade. But then, the more you study, the more new types of trades start to come into your portfolio. So while you're developing this model, you're also developing through the course of the exercises. You're also developing a risk model. Now you can start out with a standardized risk model and it might be, you know, uh, um, like a standard risk reward type model or, you know, there's virtually countless models and for every trader there should be a different model, <laughs> but um, customized to how you think, right? So I use um, for the intraday trading, which is different than the swing and the long-term positions, for intraday trading, I will use an average gain to loss ratio. So your overall, so you're going to have positive outcome, negative outcome, and neutral, so break-evens. So, um, so I'm taking over a sample size of the last 50 trades, what is my average gain 
on a on a trade what is my average loss and then of course how many are what percentage are break evens because those percentages are constantly changing right and so so the average the way the average gain to loss ratio works is that I will open up my trades typically with a stop that is wider than my first profit target or even my first profit target might even be my full profit target because we are trading volatility we're not trying to pick tops and bottoms we're trading movements so our profit targets will range from say 10 pips to 30 pips and uh, so the stop will open up usually sorry sometimes the stop can open up at as much as um, so it's it's a maximum of 0.25 of 1% is a maximum that that opening stop is going to uh, be put at. It's a mass, maximum risk of 0.25 of 1%. Okay, none of this 2% business, okay? Because you have, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Because if you put 2% per risk per trade, if you take, if you take literally two losses, you're already breaking psychological thresholds that become very difficult to recover. Okay, because a risk management model must account for a risk management model is to protect your psychological uh, thresholds. So where your brain starts to see things a different way, and then it changes the manner in which you trade. Okay, right. very very important. Yep. So so every every highly successful trader has a risk management model and protocol that protects them from themselves. Extremely important. We can we can talk about this in a moment. So um, so I'll use an average gain to loss ratio. So I'll start out my, let's say I'll open up my stop at let's say 0.25. But once, because we understand price behavior and the price relationships and we can literally see everything playing out uh, on, the, on the small time frames. And once the price behavior and the order flow starts to change, if it starts to change in our favor, then we're immediately moving that stop up tighter. So it gets really quite tight. So it might go from 22 pips to like to 11 pips, then to four pips, and then maybe to break even, depending on you know how your entry ended up being. If it's moving against us, so, so only a certain percentage of the time, uh, let's say about one in every 50 trades, am I getting hit full stop? Uh, uh, the majority of the time, the losses are only fractional. So they might be anywhere from like three pips to... 11 pips okay the um so they're usually you know one out of every one or two out of every 50 um will be you know a full stop where the rest are less than my initial profit target the first goal of every trade is to secure your equity all right but in order to do that effectively and consistently you have to understand the price behavior or, or how whatever model you're using you have to understand the intimacy of, of the tools that you're using this is why. So, um, so if I um, if I'm trading intraday, I'm taking, you know, usually a maximum of three trades. So here's a few a few things that you may want to consider. I mean, so maximum three trades. So my profit targets. The thing is this: is that um, I don't know. I don't really don't really want to get into explaining. There's a difference between a retail trader who wants five percent a day. And the institutional trader who's perfectly content with 0.2 of 1% a day or, you know, yeah. uh, half a percent, half a percent on a day is big. And besides, what's the half a percent on? Yeah. What, port what portfolio 
um, are you referencing in terms of that half percent? Because our portfolios are all divided up. So we have long-term positions, we have swing, we've got accumulators running, we've got accruals, we have intraday models is contained within the broader portfolio. So we're usually referencing the, uh, the intraday percentage performance as it relates to the amount of assets allocated to that part of the portfolio. Okay, not, not necessarily the broader portfolio. So, so I don't want to make things too confusing, but it's just important to understand in context. Yeah. So I'm just, so, so, um, so, uh, if I make three trades in one day, that's, uh, quite a lot. And, um, because every trader also needs to know, you also have to have thresholds, not only loss thresholds, know when to step away and how to deal with when you step away. Everybody needs a strategy over when I go through drawdowns, how I deal with it specifically when I withdraw and how I deal with it. Also, if you have a stream of successive trades, your, your psychology is also changing. So then you also need to know when to withdraw and how to re-engage if you have a really good streak going. Because the next trade could be the first of 10 losers. So, um, so, uh, the, so, so we're usually you know, looking for um, you know, fractions of a percent uh, per trade. Um, is perfectly fine uh, with us. And uh, these days, I go through phases because I take uh, some time um, away from the highly intensive trading. So I might engage two days a week, sometimes three days, and maybe sometimes four. Um, but I'm still in front of the charts every day. But uh, there's also other stuff to manage because we're managing long-term positions. But I'm not as intensive as I was like, seven years ago or 10 years ago. So, uh, so the, so, you know, <laughs> again, it's, it's because I don't want people to misunderstand. There's a differentiation between um, trading uh, like a retail account and your aspirations. The important thing is this um, is here's what we tell our traders is okay. Um, Here's the exercises. Here's the process by which you will internalize market structure. It's going to become your own. So you're going to understand. You're going to have a unique relationship with the market structure that you've connected with. Now, once you're finding highly consistent patterns, then take that one pattern that you're ready to go live. So you may have done a sample size of like 100, 200, 300, maybe 500. Um, you're going to know that price behavior really well, and you're going to know the probabilities of it. You're going to know exactly how to manage risk around it, because all of this would have been formulated in marrying your brain to this price behavior. So then you, you say to yourself, well, I want to take this one live. If you take it live, you take it live on a small amount of money. And, and, and you, you, so, so you slowly build up equity um, by, by bringing this trade uh, to fruition. In the meantime, you're still doing your exercises and other trades are also developing. So then you might find a second type of trade. So, so now you've got your one trade. Maybe it's, you know, it's like a pound dollar looking for 15 pips on my 15 minute chart. I've identified good, highly consistent price behaviors. Uh, this is what I'm looking for. That's my trade. You start out, you trade it with a small amount of money and you slowly build that up. In the meantime, you're going to start to see other trades because all of the exercises that you're doing are not only complementing 
your understanding of the trade that you've already brought to fruition, but they're also uh, all complementing the other trades that are in development. So maybe you end up coming out with two, three, four trades that you really, really like, and that's you know that's all you need. Um, you can trade one currency pair, a uh, selection of four different types of trades, and that will keep you very busy, very consistent, very focused. Uh, you know, and and I, I know everybody's different, and I don't ever like to put down how anybody trades because. Uh, everybody is unique and I believe that everybody has a successful trader living within them you just need to know how to find it so but um, I'm not a believer in uh, that one should be trading 10 currency pairs uh, because because the more dilution you have the less focus you have on understanding and building an intimate relationship with uh, a specific space in the market so you only need you only need your niche to go into the market and make money. And once you've established that, that's all you need. And you don't need to find 20 currency pairs and be in the market in all directions and lack focus. So, uh, but again, everybody's different, you know. So, so, uh, but, but if, what I tell traders is this, that if you're making uh, one trade a week and you're not successful, then making five trades a day is just dilution and you're not going to be successful. So you have to build it up through the course of exercises and then slowly bring yourself into, into the real world. And this will give you lasting effects. It will literally last forever. It's like riding a bike basically. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. So, so uh, before we move on to this, my next question. So around, Profit. So you talked about you know your stop and and um, you know moving your stop up, which is I think quite unique. Well, I don't think we've ever heard that on the show before. Uh, what about profits? I mean, how do you do you move your your target closer to to your entry to to take some money off the table or anything like that, or is it just a, a fixed profit or is it very flexible? Um, yeah, it's, it's so the as as a you know as as a pretty standard rule because we're trading the intraday volatility, so a lot of the stuff. For example, um, my levels, my, my tradable levels are typically coming off of this around a 60-minute, 30 to 60-minute chart. Those are the levels where I'm looking for a price response. That's going to warrant me the movement off that level. That's going to that's going to consistently give me anywhere from that 10 to 30 pip range. Okay, so um, so uh, what I'll do is so you set the stop and and the so. The first, the first limit order cannot be compromised, okay? You have to be highly consistent in that your first limit order can't be, can't, um, be discretionary. It has to be a limit order because volatility might just come back, hit your limit order, and then run against you, right? So, so or run back to break even or, or through break even. Um, so that first profit level has to be a limit order to to maintain consistency because your brain number one price might just hit that level so quickly that your brain um, you know completely as price is moving your brain is always changing right in terms of its understanding of where price might go and every time price moves it throws something at you that you never expect that you never kind of expected in the sense that nobody knows exactly how price is going to get from A to B uh, 
we understand the probabilities around certain movements, but but the exact path it's going to take, nobody knows. So price might just come up, hit your limit, and then move against you. So 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 if you leave it up to your brain to decide, I'm going to click and take my profit here, you won't do that consistently. So we have the first profit is a limit, typically 11 pips. We may take everything out at 11 pips or just a fraction, depending upon how profound we feel that level is and the reaction off that level and what it's, you know, what it's done at that, what price has done at that level. So, um, because there's, I can't, it's hard to explain the visual here, but we look for price rejection characteristics. And if it's showing strong signs of price rejection characteristics, then, then we're going to leave a percentage for it to run uh, a lot further. So, um, so that's, so, you know, we're looking for, I mean, I never like to have numbers in mind in terms of a goal, in terms of like uh, what percentage do you want this trade or this week or this month. Um, We're looking for the management of risk over the period. So if I can say one thing, uh, if you are to, let's say if you are to want to manage money and you went to a fund of funds where they say, we're looking for FX traders, Uh, we, uh, we wanna see your performance to determine whether or not we want to allocate some money to you. The number one question they're going to ask you and the main thing that they're going to look at, the most important thing that they're going to look at, is they're going to say, give us a mark-to-market valuation every day at 3 p.m. of exactly what the value of your portfolio is at that time. And they're going to measure the equity volatility. And if your equity volatility is high, they don't care if you went to them and said, I made 50% in the last four months. They're going to actually see that as negative. They're going to look at your equity volatility, and if it's high, and it's even not even high, even just outside of a very tight parameter, they're going to say forget it because they know that every trader is going to go through a period where they're going to experience you know, seven or eight or ten losses. And if you're trading and you have high equity volatility, Uh, that means that you're going to go through a drawdown that's going to break psychological thresholds that you will not be able to recover from. They know that because they've seen it a thousand times. So so they know what they're looking for. So this is to tell you that it's not different for you and that you have to engage in these disciplines. Otherwise, you'll end up with the same result. Cool. Right. Now, I know we're, we're sort of cracking on with the time here and I've got tons of questions to get <laughs> okay. through. So um, I don't know if we're going to get through them all, but hey, look, we'll give it a, give it a good crack here. Okay. So um, cryptocurrencies, what's your view on them, Chris? Do you trade them? Have you ever thought about it? Uh, no. I, I My view is that, I mean, because again, everybody is different. Some people might have bought at 600 and held, whereas maybe other people are trading it or trading the ETF or what have you. Um, the way I see whether it's cryptocurrencies or almost anything else, I do trade some indices from time to time where if markets get to an extreme, I might trade some other asset. But my view is this. If you stay focused and you become highly skilled at taking money out of the market in a specific area, you don't need to go anywhere else. So if you're not trading foreign exchange successfully, you're not going to trade cryptocurrency success successfully. Mic drop. And that's pretty much yeah. that's pretty much my answer. Yeah, and I think that's a great answer as well. It is a great answer. What about, um, let's throw this one down. So what about Bitcoin? Have you got any views? I think it's currently, it just dropped to 4,000 US dollars in the last few days. I don't know where it is today, but 
Any views yeah, on where you think happy. it might go? Um, I've kind of always said, and I haven't been very vocal about it because there's no point in even kind of going down that road, but I did send a tweet out some months ago and it said, it said, if Bitcoin goes to a thousand, still don't buy. Right. <laughs> no, I may, I may, I may have said when it goes to a thousand, yeah. <laughs> but uh, whatever, when or if, whatever I said, still don't buy. So I think that what happens, you know, in brief, um, the cryptocurrencies have brought in a whole new perspective and a whole new technology. But I think the uh, regulators are going to take over and they're going to formulate their own. So the concept's not going to go away. Um, it's a great concept, but whether or not that specific asset becomes long-term successful is highly in question because the regulators will just say, oh, you know, we'll just do our own thing. So we're a central bank. We'll just create our own cryptocurrency concept and reformulate a previous idea to, their, to customize to their own, you know, to their own interests. And the banks are doing that as well. So, so that's where it's going. Yeah. So that's going to leave kind of Bitcoin out in the out in the dark. Interesting, interesting. I actually did say I said a thousand. I put a thousand in my chat the other day, saying I think it's going to go to a thousand before <laughs> it starts going back up. But you obviously yeah. think it's going to keep yeah. going down. Um, okay, so let's um, let's jump onto the this question here. Um, I think you've answered the next couple pretty well. So let, let's let's dive into some of the quick fire ones. Um, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Um, my transition was slower at the beginning, but once I really started, once I really committed to consistent study of price, it was about a year. But again, it was very, I just, I only eased, eased into it extremely slowly. So, so it's important to understand. And then, and, and uh, I teach that model to our, to our folks as well. That um, you know, there's a process, uh, like an equity building process, and and yeah, I took some drawdowns at the beginning, um, but uh, I was moved into it fairly slowly. So about uh, about a year, and then the independent thinking bit occurred kind of between a year and six months, and I remember, and also that independent thinking marker also marks the day I never went back into a chat room. Ah, interesting, interesting. Um, what about your mental approach to trading? Have you got any special techniques to share with us? Um, I, you know, uh, like I say, I think the way the way we see the market, if, if we're coming new into the marketplace, the way we see it and the way we think it should work, um, it's not up to us. It's not us to us up to us to determine how the market should work, and uh, it, it's us up to us to conform our, our thoughts and and, our, and the way we build a relationship with the market on the market's terms. So therefore, you need to engage in a development plan that will produce that connection with you and uh, real-time uh, market structure. What's your favorite entry setup? So, oh, sorry, you got more uh, on that. I don't want to cut you short. Okay, I was just going to say, um, so, so whatever parameters it is that you're using, you need to create ways to increase your depth of understanding of those parameters, if you're trading indicators or whatever it might be, um, you need to understand it at a much deeper level because when volatility changes, you need to be able to adjust. And this is why I like price behavior is because it is highly, highly, highly consistent regardless of whether volatility is high or low, whether there are major events, the price relationships never change. And so when you understand them, you understand them under all market conditions. 
Okay, next question. <laughs> What's your favorite entry setup? Um, my favorite entry setup is when it's quite clearly identifiable that price is getting, um, when price is, let's say, if it's rising, um, when it's going parabolic, there are characteristics that we look for where quite simply over a certain time frame, um, you can see that it's taking over the same period of time, it's having to move further to find liquidity. So in other words, let's just say if it's a one hour chart, or then you're seeing that the candlesticks are getting longer and longer. And then when it does that into a liquidity uh, pool, then I will look to be uh, taking um, a short against the move. And so I may take it directly into the move um, and build like some risk around it, or I may um, take a partial position and wait for reversal signs and then add to the position. Um, so that's kind of, there's, uh, there's a reversal. There's a reversal pattern that I absolutely love. Um, hard to explain it by voice, but um, I can say to you, I like reversal patterns. But everybody's going to interpret it differently. But this is this one engages a really, you know, a good understanding of price. So I like. I, I, there's one I really like, and so uh, that one I. That's the one I'm looking for. Cool. And what strategies do you use to exit or manage active trades? So, because I want to speak to short-term traders as well as long-term traders. But again, the for the short-term trades, the exit, the first exit has to be a limit order because price may only go there only briefly because we're trading, you know, we're trading the volatility. So um, now that exit position is going to be at an area where we would also anticipate a market. Even if it's a micro market response, we're still anticipating a response. So even if price moves 10 pips, hits that level, and we expect it to draw back five or six or seven or eight or 10 pips, then at least it hit that level and it's taken something out and secured some equity. So it's always a limit order at a very specific place marked by a technical level as it relates to, to order flow or market structure. For longer term positions, what we do is if we have built a position, uh, um, then if price starts to really move and it moves in our favor, quite a lot, then we're going to take something out uh, with the uh, anticipation or call it hope or there, that understanding that there is a probability that uh, uh, if we take something out of the market now, we are hoping that it uh, pulls back a little bit and we'll take the same position size in and try to put it back in at a lower level so that we're maintaining the same position size, but we're taking the difference out. But the risk is that what if price continues to move even after you've taken some profit out, then you've you've have lost opportunity. But we're trading, we're tr so. But but the thought process behind those profit taking decisions are the same as they are on the shorter time frames from a price action standpoint. Um, I'm with you. So so that's you know so that that's 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 how we take our profits. What about uh, your most recommended trading book? Um, okay, so I only read about maybe three. No, I read one full trading book, and that's Mark Douglas Trading in the Zone. Um, so that one's worthwhile. I read a few others. I didn't feel there was much value, so I trashed them. Um, but there is another, there is a book where, uh, and I don't remember the name of it, but um, there's a book where they interviewed, like, I don't know, 20 or 30 traders. And I 
kind of quickly went through it. And what I found is extremely important in that book is that with each trader that they interviewed, every trader had uh, – uh, they were an independent thinker, and they explained the process that they went through to become an independent thinker. And they all had their own um, risk model, and every risk model had protective measures. And the protective measures were, what happens when I have that, when I'm having a bad trading day? What are my thresholds when I say, stop, you're done? Because yeah, you need to understand your psychological thresholds because once they're broken, then the way you see your trading parameters and the way you see risk and the way you see probability changes because toxins start to build up in your system and there's all sorts of things going on. Um, uh, so, so every one of these successful traders had a mechanism in place to protect themselves from themselves. Right. Yep, makes makes sense. Now, um, what if there was one thing you could you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering? What would it be? Why and how could they go about mastering it? I would say master support and resistance, <laughs> and don't just go on what somebody else says. But you know, there's structure. There's actually structure in support and resistance, and some support resistance are more valid than others, and there are different types of support and resistance. I would go in there and not only just look at support and resistance after the fact, you need to engage. So tip, so pick one specific type of support or resistance and interact with price when it arrives at support and resistance and really watch the price behavior. And when I say interact, I mean take a demo account, make some demo trades, put some parameters around it and watch what price does because um, because when price breaks through support and resistance, the state of liquidity is changes and the price behavior changes. And um, you may not see it for uh, 50 sample sizes, but after a while you will see it. And once you see it, it will never leave you. So, so just, just, you know, just exercise support and resistance and don't be distracted by the fact that you want to start trading now and make money now. Be patient, trade support and resistance on all time frames, and interact with price. Keep yourself busy, and um, you know you'll start. You'll actually see things that you never thought you never knew existed, and things you see things that you never thought you'd ever see um, after a course of you know some time invested in this. Because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know is risk to you. Yeah, it reminds me of um, uh, it's actually your your old student uh, who's been on the show before, Andre Stewart, who who talked about um, you know he, once he saw it, he, he could never forget it, right? Correct. He, it just exactly. it was it was burnt into his right. brain. Um, That's right. Right. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, because this is a recording, and that might that could change over time. I can't really say, but uh, some you can if you want to know, you can email me, and I can suggest uh, a couple that are good uh, right now. Um, it's probably the best way to go about right, it. Right, cool. And your worst trade? Uh, we had some bad experiences with Euro where I guess we were way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, you know, we were we were wanting to short Euro. And like if we went short Euro like in 2010, it's short Euro at like 130 and it went up to 149. <laughs> These are for longer term positions. Yeah. 
Okay, so so all the fundamental rationale because uh, all the fundamental rationale and technical, so it all kind of lined up. But the actual fundamentals didn't play out for for much later until after the euro had rallied, and um, and so so that one we had some suffering some suffering on that one. But uh, um, anyway, that would probably be one of the, one of the tougher experiences. <laughs> Um, right, second to last question. So, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, engage in a development process. Don't try to skip ahead because the market's going to reset you. If you try to get ahead of yourself and try to, you know, um, go into a, a place that you're not ready for, the market is going to correct you. So, uh, and that happens. That's just the way trading development is. The market is there to correct us. So engage in the development process, uh, work it out, plan it out, invest your time in front of your computer wisely, be productive, and uh, you know don't don't waste any time. And guys, I, I would repeat, I would go back and listen to that again. And if you're actually sort of just skimming over it and going, oh yeah, yeah, but but but. Nah, this is that's that's it doesn't apply. Yeah, that is yeah. great <laughs> advice. Great advice. Okay, um, Chris. So the last question of the show is: like, we'd like you to give us the bones of a full trading strategy. So entry setup, stop loss, take profit targets, market time frame. Basically, something our listeners can have a play with at home this week. Yeah. So uh, when I see price, my again my levels are coming off anywhere from thirty minute to to sixty minute charts. Um, you know, you can take you can take daily highs and lows uh, if you want, or even if price has not arrived at a big figure in a while. So, in other words, uh, a, a round number like like euro one twelve or you know one fourteen. Um, if price has not arrived at that level in let's say more than three days, there's going to be some liquidity will accumulate there. So, if price moves nice and smoothly, and it's not you know if it's not if it's not a central bank-driven move, because those you need to stay away from, get out of the way. Um, if price is just in the course of its natural daily volatility arrives at, let's say, a big figure, then you know, enter it, enter it anywhere in the 04 to to 09 area, and put your stop down. Maybe open up your stop down below 90, um, because if price goes straight through the figure. It's probably going to stall in the low 90s before it comes back up and then goes down to 80. Okay, so so um, and believe me, we get even a lot more specific than that. Put your stop, let's say, below 90 to open up the trade. Um, once it breaks, you'll see when price comes down to that big figure, you'll see if there's liquidity sitting there because price will start to accumulate. And if it starts to accumulate and breaks down that accumulation to the upside, move your stop up right away and try to get it. You stop to break even or below the accumulation level, and then go from there. Put your profit, you know, 10, 15 pips away, and uh, and and you know, and just just try that. Just 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 trade the big figures. But obviously, obviously, the deeper you understand price, the more precisely you'll be able to trade it. But just just try that and use that as an exercise as well. Brilliant, great. Thank you very much, Chris. So before we wrap up, what's the best way for the listeners to get hold of you? You can go to uh, protradersclub.com and uh, join the free members area. There's a couple of videos in there. I took I took a couple of years off. I had no free members area, uh, but we've we've opened uh, opened it up again. So um, go in there. You can check out some of the free videos. It's just a wisp of vapor of 
what's in the, the paid content, but it gives you a bit of a taste for, for what we do. Brilliant. Okay, so big thank you to Chris for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Chris in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris. Now, let's just recap what's going on here, because there is a lot going on at Trading Nut at the moment, and this is a, this is only the half of it. Okay, so A, you've got the Robot Traders Club. Check that out. There will be a link in the show notes. B, you've got the uh, Demo Trading Edu Contest. Check that out. There will be a link in the show notes. You can still get into that and still catch up with some of the recordings that uh, of the live training session that's going on at the moment. Um Three, you've got the uh, the fasting. If you want the intermittent, if you want to join in this intermittent fast with me, and guys, I'll do updates on the show if I get enough people. Then let me know in the show notes, okay, on the website. All right, don't message me on Discord. Um, and uh, third, or oh, fourthly, what was fourth? Was there a fourth? Oh yeah, fifty-two traders episodes. They're up and live and can be downloaded individually, or you can get the whole lot. Check it out. It's in the members area, or you can check it out below the episodes, I think. Okay, guys. All right, that's it from me. Until next week, have a great trading week, and I'll see you in the markets.